Uh, is, what's going it? on, everyone? Oh, Ollie, for Sorry. fuck's sake. All right, uh... <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Footy Fetish with myself, Alfie, Mark Fox. Hello. Ollie Graves. Hello. And Harry Brissenden. Yo, yo, yo. The crew is back together for a one-off Olympic special. Woo! It's coming out. Well, kind of Olympic special. It's just we're, we're going to basically do some football stuff, talk about some general gossip, do some transfer news at the end. But in the middle, I thought we'd just have a bit of fun while the Olympics is on and do, like, uh, chat about things... Uh, well, I guess what they call disciplines, I guess, aren't they? Olympic disciplines, I guess, is what they're called. Yeah. I don't really know. Olympic sports well, that, that we think we could meddle in, given four years of like training, do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. What we think that we could potentially meddle in. Um, H, I don't know if you know this, but Winter Olympics is included. So if you need some okay, more time okay. to think about it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Extend your repertoire. Um, but yeah, that should be quite... I, think that, I thought that would just be quite fun, us discussing what we could do. Um, but yeah, we'll get on to that in a minute. But first of all, I guess uh, we'll start with some general football news. Uh, it's been, a, I guess, kind of a quiet week for football news. I don't know if it's because we're sort of in that middle spot of the transfer window right now where teams aren't like heavily pushing to get stuff done. But... Um, but yeah, I mean, the first thing on the Bing is, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but on TalkSport the other day, Charlie Austin was in. And he said that he um, doesn't rate Aaron Wan-Bissaka as a defender. Um, said he can't defend is literally word for word what he said. Um, I understand his point about him going forward is not good. But what, guys, what, what do you reckon about Charlie Austin thinking that Aaron Wan-Bissaka is not a good defender? I uh, saw the video, he showed it to me yesterday and... Um... Yeah, he kind of half contradicts himself. First of all, he says he can't defend, and then they start talking about him going forward, and he starts saying, "Oh, well, we can't, he can't go forward." So I, I didn't really understand. Is he now thinking that he can't do either, and he's just an awful player in general, or has he changed his mind that he he can defend, but he can't go up top? But either way, um, he's wrong. <laughs> Wambazaga is a very good defender. Um, he's very young still. He's got a lot to learn. Um, but considering his age and he's not played at been playing at United for a, sort of a great length of time now, it's it can only move forward really. It can only get better from here. Yeah. H, you said it looked like you were going to say something. Well, it's just it's, it's, Charlie Austin's giving it off as if it is an opinion, but it's not an opinion. It's just it's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. He, yeah, I mean, I mean they did beat him. In a QPR did beat Man United in a preseason game four two I think it was right yeah um, so I can understand but like it's Char- mate Charlie Austin where uh, like come on bruv like you got to be yeah. better than that just throwing out random stuff like this like you can't defend what do you mean you can't defend and then the option was Kieran Trippier Kieran Trippier is not a better defender than uh, Aaron Wan-Bissaka he's better going forward yeah. But he's not a better defender, so I don't really. I don't know. I think it's just. Yeah, again, if, you, if you're going to go by preseason, Rangers beat um, Real Madrid the other day two one. Yeah. <laughs> what, does, what does preseason mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's just you can't really Newcastle take a lot of it. Yeah. Hibs Sorry? beat Arsenal. Like you know. Well, yeah, you, that's, yeah. You, you guys drew against uh, Charlton. Charlton, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like so, it all comes. It all result, happened. Yeah. Beat Watford four one yesterday. Nice. Um, but yeah, I don't know about Liverpool. Liverpool got more bigger problems than uh, 
preseason, but we'll get yeah, we'll, we'll come on to that at some point. I think they drew their first two preseason games, didn't they? Yeah. Nice. It's better than losing. Definitely, definitely, definitely. We haven't managed yes. to lose in the preseason yet, which is nice. But we've only managed to beat Walsall and Ipswich 1-0. So that's a bit that's a bit concerning. But at least we didn't lose to them. But Well, but a lot of a lot of the big teams seem to be their preseasons haven't gone as planned. Sums just haven't gone. No, like, not at all. It? Um, Spurs, have they pulled out of their yeah, America one, wasn't that? No, I can't remember. Was Arsenal pulled out of their America, yeah, oh, Arsenal had America yeah. one? Everton's one's been... United lost 4-2. Yeah, it's QPR. Yeah. yeah. Which is... Yeah, so it's pre-season's jokes, man. It does mean literally nothing, mm. but... You're playing kids um, as well. Like You're playing people who yeah, just exactly, haven't been tested, right. so... Yeah. So, yeah, but it's, it's quite funny to just, like, make... Um, crazy speculations based yeah. on the preseason. Yeah, it's just always fun. Yeah. Uh, we, but... we, said, we mentioned last night after we were talking about the Charlie Austin situation that if you could merge Wan Bissaka and Alexander Arnold into one player, you'd probably have the, right the greatest the defender of all time. <laughs> yeah. Like, because what Trent can do, Aaron Wan Bissaka can't, and vice versa, really. Trent's really good at pushing forward and whipping those balls and everything like that, but not as good with the defending side of things. And Wan-Bissaka is just the opposite, really. He's quite good with the defending side of things, but he can't really push forward and whip those balls in like Trent can. And there to have a little love child. That Ooh, baby would be big. bloody good. Yeah, that well, would be. Trent, Trent likes babies being involved, doesn't he? <laughs> Like, like pregnancies <laughs> allegedly allegedly yeah. allegedly one of them in there let's get yeah. on to the next topic shall we uh yeah. on to another kind of crazy thing wayne rudy is having a terrible week bro. honestly rudy is having the worst <laughs> got caught in 4k week. yeah so he got caught obviously as we know at like was it a nightclub and then at some chick's it, house basically. he's referred to it as a private party right yeah uh obviously was passed out uh, with some younger girls. I think there's a video picture of him maybe getting with one of them. I'm not sure. Look, I think I'm seeing. Yeah. Oh, there is um, one, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, there is one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then off the, he tried to appeal that. The police have been like, nah, mate, it's, you know, you just caught slipping. Yeah, he, yeah, he tried he, to uh, report it for, like, blackmail or something, yeah. but the police instantly dismissed it due to, like, the lack of evidence. Yeah. I saw, um, I'm sorry to interrupt, I saw a message someone sent him with the picture and said, Morning, Rooney. Uh, ten grand, please. This goes to Colleen. Thanks. Bye. I was like, "What? Jesus Christ! Um, the audacity!" Oh. Okay, so yeah, I guess that is literally blackmail. But uh... <laughs> blackmail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, and on top of that, he injured one of his players in training with a slide tackle. He could be out for quite a little time now. So um, <laughs> you know, things have got going well for Rooney or Derby at the moment. I mean. No matter how bad it gets for any of us, at least we can all just be like, oh, at least we're not Derby fans, because it is yeah. not going well for uh, for that team at the moment. But what, what do we think of old uh, Wayne? Is he going to get sacked? Is he? Probably not, yeah, I imagine. Probably not, no. Is yeah, he a player I... as well? He I don't was. Think he's a player anymore. But yeah. He was player manager, but he's not anymore. So he's just the manager and injured one of his players in training. Slides yeah. Fabulous. You'd love, to, you'd love to hear it. I think. Um, I'd be kind of surprised if he. Well, I can see it going either way, really. I think if he was at a, maybe a slightly bigger club, he'd definitely get the sack. But because it's Derby, they might they just think, oh well, it's Rooney. We might as well keep him. It's good enough I mean, or whatever. It's been to that, the story of their last few years, doesn't it? So. Yeah, but 
yeah also if he doesn't get sacked or anything happens I can also see that happening and him just cracking on and Derby doing whatever the whatever they're going to be doing this season yeah I don't know they're starting on a points deduction aren't they I think I'm not 100 that might be wrong. I, don't, I don't think that's been confirmed yet it was talked about quite a lot but yeah so yeah they're going to have a task on their hands anyway regardless of what they're doing um but yeah, Rooney, man. Well, I hope he uh, just just stay out of trouble, bro. You're getting old now. There's no need to be doing this. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, on to a weird one, which I kind of—it's just the first I've heard of it, to be honest. Well, I feel like it came up a couple of years ago, but I don't really know if anything happened with it. But yeah, new guidelines on limiting uh, heading in football are coming in. Uh, limited 10, he- 10 higher force headers a week in training, and obviously in the game, it's as much as you can. Um, and they're saying this comes after a study in 2019 concluded that footballers are three and a half times more likely to die from dementia than people in the same age in the general population. Wow. So um, what do you guys think about that? Like, you know, the way they're doing it, limiting it to 10 headers a training session and all this kind of thing. It might be another VAR situation where obviously it's a, a clear and a clear error or whatever they they whatever the term is for them to define a clear and obvious error that is that's it um but what do you class as a, a higher force header how, how do you know if a header is higher force or not what what do you define that as maybe the, the ball rather than the that? ball falling on you because it reaches obviously reaches a, only can reach a certain speed if the ball's falling rather than it being kicked at you and you sort of you know you're trying to knock it out of the way of your head maybe you've got and a, a lot of track. players aren't gonna no it's gonna yeah. happen it's gonna be instinct they're just gonna dive in the way because yeah that's what they do i, I don't know it's gonna be i think I it's gonna be a hard one to be managed really definitely that's what i mean yeah with the whole higher force headers and everything like that but if it's like within the game and stuff if it's as many as you like and there's no parameters around it i don't think we're gonna notice it too much um, I think it, um, the, the underlying idea is is a good idea. Obviously, you don't want bad things to be happening to these players later on in life with uh, dementia and things like that. But um, yeah, I think it's a little bit not far fetched, but that's probably not the right word. But I think it could it could go in the wrong direction if it's not sort of monitored closely and a lot of like these teams are doing it more frequently or more than they should do how, how do you then police that and yeah it's, it's a good idea in the long term but i'm not sure if it will be it will work exactly how they think it is it might just restrict it about, i think they're going about it the wrong way um i understand why they're doing it but like i, I feel like more of the problem is people not knowing how to head properly um like players who don't do it very much for instance and when you're you guys played youth football, right, when you were a kid. You played, like, yeah. on Saturday mornings and stuff. Remember how hard some of those balls were? Yeah. yeah. Like, people just whack them up. And you're playing with a rock one week. Other weeks, you'll be playing with something that's half inflated. I feel like that's more likely to cause a problem. Yeah. When you're going out Saturday morning, your head, is, which is still growing, heading this absolute rock that's coming towards you in a December morning. I think that's probably the stuff that causes the long-term problems, rather than you know, yeah. professional football where the ball's going to be inflated to the right level and these players know how to head it properly. Yeah, it's going to be a hard one to bring in as well for people that, like, for especially defenders that pride themselves on their heading ability and that's what they, you know, mm. do. Bigger, taller players. Kind of 
Yeah, so it's going to be. I, I I like. I understand the idea behind why they're doing it, and it and it's for a good cause, obviously, for player health and that kind of thing in past football. But yeah, I think I don't know. It's just a hard way to enforce it. Like ten, what are you going to do if they do more than ten? Yeah, but, but what centre backs going to do? Like most of the time, they're clearing, you know, crossings. They're getting up there to get their head on the ball. When it doesn't count in games. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you're doing drills to get these goals, yeah. you could be like, well. This is where my goals come from is doing these drills in training if you're also limiting their heading during training where they could be working on their heading ability and making it better and safer then potentially them doing it as much as they like in games could have a a worse longer term effect mm. it's a bit like sort of yeah you're not training you're not using those muscles as often you're not training them you're not sort of tolerance i think Exactly. Yeah, yeah. A perfect word for it. Yeah, it's going to be. It might work out. Yeah, worse in the long run for it. And if you start with this, who's to say they might not go a step further in a couple of years' time? Defenders are going to be wearing helmets or something. I don't. I don't think. Go... I don't think you'd build a tolerance to head biting the ball, though. I don't think that's something you build a tolerance to. Oh, hey, Simon. Simon. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think you probably would. Like with anything, your your body will naturally adapt and um, try to. Uh, what sort of lessen any damage taken? So if you were to constantly sort of get punched in the arm or something, eventually it's gonna you're gonna lose sort of probably nerves and you're gonna build up more of a probably a tolerance in your arm compared to in a different arm because it's constantly taking that sort of that damage. It's gonna build up and maybe a, a, a harder sort of exterior to try and um, that would be like scar tissue. Yeah, yeah, basically. You probably but... don't want that in your brain. Well, I don't. No, not in your brain, but I think what Ollie means is like, you know, if you're training to head properly, you're using like your neck muscles and the right parts of your legs for jumping and stuff. And it's the whole like interconnectivity, but just the body will be better prepared to deal with it. So, um, just and a it, brief. It might lessen stress on your brain. Just to briefly explain, Simon, what um, we're talking about is there's a new rule that I guess maybe coming in, we don't know for sure if it's actually confirmed, will be happening there. Um, Alfie put higher force headers. So, new guidelines on limiting heading in football, limited to 10 higher force headers a week in training, is uh, what we're talking about. Basically, because there was a study that came out in 2019 saying that footballers are three times more likely to. Uh, die from dementia than the general population at the same age so it's just looking after i think it's um it's spearheaded by a few family members of player of ex-players that have died from dementia in football and that kind of thing so it's um, been a bit of a, a big thing across a lot of sports over the last sort yeah. of maybe five or ten years anyway it's been NFL massive american, yeah i was gonna say american football it's been massive it's been a, a, a proper big story over the last couple of years and i think obviously it has probably opened the eyes of a lot of these governing bodies as well for other sports to look at and go right okay well that does also have an impact on us let's see how it impacts in the long run against sort of footballers if they are obviously it's maybe not as as sort of um dangerous as uh, other sports like american football something where you're getting obviously knocked over and all that sort of stuff but same time it is gonna obviously long term it is gonna have an effect on you um so it's, it is good i like the fact that they're taking the precautions but i'm just not 100 sure how it's gonna impact sort of football yeah um, it needs to be managed it could correctly. be something that just happens and we don't even realize and nothing sort of changes at all of face value um, which I kind of hope 
that is the case, we don't really notice any change. But if it's going to make the, the players safer and they're later on in life going to improve their quality of life, then I'm all for it. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. I'm definitely with you. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they properly implement it once they've actually like you know spent more time and maybe have more discussions with football players themselves to uh, discuss how you know ways they can work around it. And I think it's for a good cause, so I'm not I'm definitely not against it. Just maybe developing the way that they do it would probably be the best way. And the way that they're going to monitor it and like the punishments and that kind of thing. If players you know go overboard, what you can do because you can't really ban a player. That's kind of long. Or finding them, we've seen what finding does. Finding does nothing to these players. Uh, if, you, if you were to look at it and go, you've been that player's been banned. Why has that player been banned? Because they uh, did one too many headers in training. Uh, it sounds so fucking stupid, doesn't it? Like, yeah. but it, yeah, yeah, that would be a ban at all. I feel like uh, it'd be more likely to be the the team and the staff that were punished. Maybe yeah, it might be some sort of. Simon's, yeah, like, Simon's come up with a solution already. Sorted it. Simon sorted it. Replace footballs with beach balls. Problem solved. Nice. Nice. Uh, I, yeah. I'm not sure Liverpool should be supporting the beach ball. Like <laughs> <laughs> right, that's true. Oh, good times. Oh, but anyway, moving on from player safety to, well, I guess more player safety. Uh, Christian Eriksen is uh, set to do some more tests when uh, resuming to Inter Milan about if he can, can uh, resume his career. Uh, obviously, I don't know what the situation is going to be like, uh, but they have said even if things do go well, that he's going to be out for a minimum of six months before he can start playing football anyway. But I don't, I get why you would want to do it because you know it's his career. You don't want to like lose your career, and I get it. But I mean, he did. It's kind of a mad one, isn't it? Like really, like do you really want to play football again? Would your family want you to play football again? I think it's one of those things where it's. <laughs> Being a professional footballer, I can only imagine it's what he's wanted to do for his whole life, and football is everything to him. Football is life. Um, it's what I'd say probably 95, if not more, percent of the footballing world uh, or footballing players that's what they've always wanted to do. It's their passion. That's what their whole life is revolved around since they're young children is playing football, wanting to become the best, wanting to become professional, and to suddenly give that up due to something that's obviously it just came out of nowhere it's not like he was unhealthy or anything like that he was unbelievably fit because you have to be so I think yeah, he's probably going to be torn a little bit I think he's going to see on one side there is a potential that something might happen again and obviously I don't want to take those risks but if football is his life and football has been everything that he's ever wanted to do then does he want to give up playing football and living his dream? Um, you just got to weigh up the pros and cons, I think, and think about what, what would be the best sort of scenario, really. Yeah, definitely. I think, I don't know. I, I Personally, I think you're right with, obviously, this is everything that he um, he loves and that. But I guess now he's got family. You know, he's got a, a young family as well. When it, and it sort of gets to the point where that's more important, isn't it? And especially he's had a good career, you know, he's just won the Serie A. Um, Denmark did well in the in the Euros, despite obviously him not being there. But, you know, they would have done just as well, if not better with him there anyway, because he is he was such a good player. But, I mean, if he comes back, it'll be wicked and I'll be happy to have him back. And as long as it's all right. But I think sometimes it's just a bit bigger than football in it. Things are bigger than that. So I don't know. But obviously, regardless of we wish a healthy recovery and everything and for a uh, Christian Eriksen and then if he does come back that would be kind of sick be kind of sick but um, 
redemption arc. Yeah. If it's not needed, then why do it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, last bit of news I have is around COVID stuff, boys, as if we haven't had enough of this stuff already. But uh, Chelsea have basically said any... Uh, I don't know how many other teams have done this or if any have teams have done this at all yet. But uh, Chelsea have said fans attending home games will need to prove they've been fully vaccinated or have an evidence of a negative lateral flow test. So uh, would you? I think... I imagine that most teams will follow suit. Yeah. yeah. I think it will probably become more of a a standard for the Premier League. If you're a Premier League club, this is what you have to adhere to if you want fans there this this year. So the FA or the Premier League themselves will say, this is, you have to do this. Yeah. You either don't, you either say, fine, we won't have any fans. Or if you do have fans, they you have to follow these, these guidelines or whatever. Um, I'm not sure if it will be a, a thing where it's down to the clubs to decide. It'll probably be yeah, down to the, even the government as well, maybe. They've accounted for everyone. People that have taken that will have vaccinations. People that don't, so obviously, you can still show the ne- negative lateral flows there. So if you don't have COVID, then regardless of uh, if you have the vaccination or not, you can still come in. So um, I guess it's fair enough. I mean, I don't see. I, I don't know. I saw people having a problem with it, and I was just like, well, with bloody anti-vaxxers, mate. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. doesn't surprise me. There's a lot of Chelsea fans who are like that. <laughs> yeah. Simon said yeah, um, yeah, clubs, clubs, uh, not football clubs, actual club clubs are doing the whole, you have to have the first vaccine to come in. Oh, man. So yeah, you. that's that's fair enough. I don't see the, I, I get why, I don't see why you want to go clubbing personally right now, but um, yeah, I don't know, fair play. I guess if you had a uni experience, if you, I mean, being at uni throughout all of this stuff would be pretty terrible. Uh, I think oh, the clubs yeah. now are going to be filled with all the people who've turned 18 since last March. Oh my god, yeah. people yeah. haven't yeah. gone clubbing yeah. before. Yeah, um, so I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a month or two before I get back, I think. God. I don't remember yeah. the last time I went to a club, to be honest. <laughs> I went clubbing so much when I was 18, 19, yeah. by the time I was 20, I was so bored of it. That I'd, yeah. I'd very rarely go clubbing. Man, the last time I went clubbing, was I was actually in Lincoln with Simon. I think the last club I went into was Sugar Cubes, the heavy metal. You know what? That might, been the last time that, that might have been the last time I gone clubbing when me and you went up to see Simon. Yeah, went out clubbing. Yeah, that might have been the last time I'd been out. Yeah. Oh yeah, that 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 metal that metal club was sick. It's really good. Oh, <laughs> Can't wait to go back. Going back to the football, it was. Yeah. Um, I think it makes sense to. It's it's for everyone's safety at the end of the day. Um, obviously, we've seen over the last sort of month or so, they're calling it the pingdemic, where everyone's getting pinged by this track and trace thing. Everyone's having to isolate because obviously they are opening up the world again now. And people are being told, oh, you need to still wear a mask when you attend events and do this and that and the other. And obviously, people aren't. So I think they just need to be cautious with what they do because they're going to be one of the first things to be blamed when cases go up again. And they go, well, what are football clubs when there's 50,000 plus people or less than some sames or whatever, but when there's thousands and tens of thousands of people in a pretty small area, considering the amount of people, it's, um, you're not going to be surprised if the cases go up and people get COVID and all that sort of stuff. But if you take these precautions, at least you can, it's like damage limitation, really. Um, you want to make sure that if there's many people as possible are being as safe as they can instead of just sort of leaving it to, to them to decide and then 
as I say, there's going to be lots of scrutiny afterwards. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's in a common side saying I do like the fact I don't have to wear a mask and shop inside of the hairdressers and that. Yeah, it's fair enough. I mean, I don't know about you guys. Are you guys still wearing masks out and about in shops and all that kind of stuff? Now yeah. and then, I'm being much more mindful. If, if I'm going into a shop and loads of people are wearing masks, I'll, I'll just be like, oh, I'll just, I'll just put it on. Um, and if the place is really busy, I'll put one on. But like, I'm not really too bothered. To be honest, like, I'm going. If I'm like, like today, I went into a, at lunchtime. I went to a cheeky bakery with just a couple of people from work. I just didn't bother to put my mask on because there was literally no one else in this bakery. So I think you know, take it as it comes. If you're gonna go get on the bus, probably put mask on. I think any public transport for me from now on, I will just mask up. I think public mm. transport, in, especially in London, it's still actually a requirement to have a mask on and everything like that. Yeah. Um, transport for London, I've said. But for me, obviously, I'm working from home at the moment. Obviously, I'm going out sort of a couple of times a week to see friends or whatever. But other than that, I'm popping to Tesco once a day. It's as much as I'm doing at the moment. So mm. I'm still wearing a mask when I'm there. And I've only seen maybe a handful of people every time I go in that aren't wearing a mask and it tends to obviously be teenagers and stuff like that that aren't so I think a lot of people it's going to be a slow sort of phase out of the mask it's not going to be what a lot of people thought it would be as soon as you hit this freedom day or whatever it was on 10 days ago now that obviously everyone's just going to throw away their mask and you're not going to see them again I think a lot of people are going to take a, a long time to progress and to finally feel more comfortable um, with obviously without wearing a mask again but even still I think it's never going to go back to exactly how it was with all the, the masks and everything it's just going to it's going to have changed people's perspectives about obviously like social distancing as well I think just going forward I probably am going to keep my distance from people a little bit more I'm not like I'm going to stand two metres away from everyone at all times or whatever but I am going to be a little bit more cautious yeah and I think obviously a lot of other people will be exactly the same um, you kind of just seen now how quickly something like this can turn very bad and it stopped the whole world for basically a year and a half. So, COVID's uh, frighteningly showed us how unhygienic we are as a race. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how disgusting we are. Because, uh, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, people moaning about having to use sanitizer and put their masks on and stuff. It's like, bro, there's a pandemic going on. Just. Do that and fine. stupid people just don't believe it was happening yeah have you ever well, seen the film was... contagion no but i did hear about it that is the pandemic it's very similar to well it's basically covid but yeah it's basically covid you can you can like see like the the disease so it's like oh someone like like goes like that and wipes their nose and then they'll touch a doorknob and then obviously it goes into the doorknob and then someone else will touch it and obviously it then just spreads and it's like this whole another pandemic really uh, just, you can actually see the virus though and it is quite eye-opening for for a lot of people and it, the film became very popular at the beginning of uh, the first lockdown funnily enough um and yeah, i think I that's what it at the beginning of lockdown to be fair with yeah you. so um yeah it's, it's quite it'd be quite interesting if you could see that sort of stuff because i think it would make people a lot more vigilant yeah no definitely right we'll get we're, we're going off track let's get to the main topic of uh of the uh, podcast, which is basically, we're going to go across and we're going to talk about Olympic events that we think, if we had four years to train, summer and winter, four years to train, that we think that we could potentially medal in. Now, yeah, if, if someone says one, you can't then say the same one, but you could put your argument forth and say, oh, I think I could medal in that too. But um, I think 
You should. Oh, Mark, you had a question. Go ahead. I saw the hand raised. Can I can I go first? What's my question? You can go first. Okay, fine. You can go first. Uh, I'm gonna go second because uh, we're just taking these. So Ollie, whichever one, which Ollie or Harry, whichever one of you say first, go. I don't mind, mate. Right, Ollie's last and Harry's third. Yes. Five anyway. We're all saying one each, right? Well, we just keep. I've got a few, man. We can just. Oh yeah. Like, let's do yeah. one right. each first. Right. Can, right. Yeah, we'll right. Right. One each first and go around. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Mark, start us off. Olympic sport that you think that you could medal in. So I've got Olympics four years. I've got four years. Four years to four train years. and get like prepared for it and everything. I, I feel like I'm gonna knock a couple of people out with this one, if not all of you. Archery. Oh, okay. I have. I've got archery on there. Didn't That's think about right archery. Now. Archery I'm, is I'm, just. Obviously, there's yeah. going to be a lot more than I realise, but I mean... But doing it uh, every day for four years. Every day for four. You could be like, spend a yeah. few hours every single day just shooting, shooting, and you just... Muscle memory will kick in after a couple of years every single day, and then it's just down to perfecting that. Basically, Legolas anyway, so... Yeah, exactly. I don't have terrible hand-eye coordination. Well, I see, yeah, my, the my work behind it is I don't actually have terrible hand-eye coordination. I'm fairly good at darts. Um, I didn't get to show Harry my skills when... Uh, out last time yeah because covid Start yet um i was well it's that it's that thing to board it's that thing to yeah. it's just tiny it is just keep going i'd also um <laughs> simon said anything throwing for mark dude has a cannon for an arm my backup was javelin as well for four it's years if i threw it was javelin but my main one for darts was uh darts my main one for archery was that <laughs> the hand-eye coordination thing i'm good at right. and um i did a, i did do a darts tournament with a team of people we did out of a thousand we did come 10th which is not bad like at all i just love that you're arguing why you'd be good at archery is because you're pretty okay at darts it's it's just <laughs> I, it's just the only <laughs> thing i could again. think of it's the only thing the, I could the, do. A, a dart <laughs> is about that big, and an yeah. arrow is obviously about <laughs> that big. It's just the hand-eye like coordination. You have to use a big bow as well. There's no wind in darts either. Yeah, uh, it depends what public. Right. There might be, <laughs> there might be <laughs> out of the players. I like it, but but I should have said this probably before we started. This is like with all due respect to Olympic athletes, like we are obviously, you know, we are not that, and we re we no. respect the fact that you're in, regardless of what you do. Um, but yeah, so They've I'll, actually gone out and done the four years training. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm actually so in the Olympics so now. taken archery. I like that was a good one to take. Um, I've got. I think I've gone for maybe the easiest one that I think maybe all four of us could potentially medal in. I think and that's handball. It's a team sport. I've um, I like them for a, a variation of handball. Okay, well, well, we'll do it. But yeah, handball because I, it's a team sport. It's not very big, like the, the 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 field or court, whatever you call it, is not very big. And I feel like with four years, I think I could get fit enough to play handball and then hope that my team is also very good and I can sort of coast on them if I don't do particularly well. Yeah. They've got to have a sub. I, I, I played it once. It's actually a really fun game. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think that might be the easiest one. And yeah, I think Team GB handball, give me four years. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, that's fair. Gold medal. Maybe. Probably yeah. both. It's handball, handball the one we the first one on my list. But it was um I did have Beach handball. Oh, yeah, that, that's just this. Yeah, Which exactly. Is a, a, another one. Well. Yeah. So just but, as we um, just as we're going in between, Simon done another comment. 
Um, it was a, a quote that apparently I said, I reckon I can hit the people there. Mark seeing someone half a mile away and actually hitting them during the first year filming of Second Chance. I don't think you two were on DFP in the first year. There was just... I was. I was an actor. Oh, oh yeah. So in oh, first year, we just did some filming thing, oh, right? Yeah. We stayed at some place in the forest for like, I think it'll be three days, maybe. Um, literally some random situation that I completely forgot about until Simon made that comment. Uh, we were standing pretty far away. Um, and Mike was uh, some some distance away, pretty far. And as like, I just went, oh, I probably could throw a tennis ball at him. It was pretty far. Everyone was like, Simon, I think, argued I couldn't. I, well, and the raw the story is like a like, modern retelling of the Paul Skulls, Cristiano Ronaldo tree story. What? Where's that story? Uh, right, yeah, yeah, I know what he's talking about, yeah. How far do you reckon you can throw in American football, Mark? Like, you know the exact distance. Pretty, pretty far, farther than probably what you realise. I've just asked you. Um, yeah. I don't know, I don't know the, the, the concept of the distance, to be fair. I know, right, so at uni, do you know, what's, what was it where the uh, courts were at the uni opposite, like the gym and stuff? The big white yeah. dome. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the dome. The dome, I could throw the width, the width, not the length, I could throw the width of that, which is decent. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty decent. So what? You probably like fifty yards? Yeah. Sixty yards? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know the distance in it. Pretty good. Uh, but yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, well, Harry, sorry, we're going off track again as we always do. Love Harry, it. what your third one, mate? What not, do you reckon? I'm not gonna lie, you saying handball threw me off a bit. I didn't expect anyone else to pick it, but um, oh, <laughs> that was my question. And also, <laughs> you said earlier. Um, Oh, you, it doesn't include Winter Olympic sports. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, quickly check Winter Olympics. Looked at them and realised, like, I don't have a clue how to do any of those. Huh? No. <laughs> I've never gone exactly skiing possible. or snowboarding or anything. I'm like, what am I looking at? There's, there's one, there's one that stuck out for yeah. me now. I don't want to, I'll, yeah, I'll say it at the end. I'll I say think, it at the end. Um, I think badminton. I don't think it's oh, that hard. Great I refuse shot. to accept that it's that hard. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Me and my sister used to tear it up at centre parts. Yeah. Yes. On a, on a Friday night with my mum and stepdad <laughs> when I was uh, <laughs> like six or seven years ago, probably. Nice. That's still yeah. passing well to be doing, <laughs> doing that on my Friday nights. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you're like 18. Yeah. Well, it yeah. is what it is. Uh, nice. Look, insight into all these uh, late teenagers there. Babington on Friday nights with the fam. Um, but yeah, uh, Babington, I rate it. Are you good at Babington already? I'm all right, Babington. Yeah, yeah I'm all right. It's a good yeah. starting point for someone for someone who plays, you know, once a year. Yeah, more I than I, more than me. As well, then you've got a teammate who could be sick as well. That could I always, know. that could always help. You got to think about the team situation. I um, could even be reserve on the bench. Yeah, all these really all good. these team sports need a sub. <laughs> that be them will not come on. Yeah. There's that guy who you know we won the relay swimming in it. Oh, yeah. boys on relay swimming gold. There's a guy that only did the prelims. He didn't even race in the final. We got the gold medal. <laughs> so, you know, that could be one of us. Uh, but swimming, I've not put in it because I'm actually terrible at swimming. But, uh, <laughs> Ollie, what have we got for you, man? Archery. So, we got handball, which includes beach handball. It's just handball. We've got archery and we've got um, badminton. Badminton out. So, my badminton. Two of mine have, have been taken. Oh. Uh, I've still got a couple more. Um, baseball slash softball. 
Oh, okay. That's not I used idea. to tear it up playing like rounders and softball when I was at uh, secondary school and that. One of those things that whenever I, uh, sort of certain people used to step up, the, some of the fielders used to take a step back. That's me, mate. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Feeling, man. That's the ultimate like swinging kick around. <laughs> <laughs> Roll up, swinging the bat round like that. Like come on, literally. But yeah, no, I used to love um, playing that sort of game, and um, yeah, I don't think my hand-eye co coordination's uh, too bad. Four years training, mate. I'll be in the MLB as well. Hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. I was, but, I was um, back in the day. I was, I was the cunt in rounders who would go outfield really far, catch those balls and launch them back. Oh, that was, yeah, that yeah. was fun. That's fielding. <laughs> yeah, fielding was great. I loved fielding. Everyone hated it. That's good fun, yeah. Uh, so, okay, I like that. So we got um, another one. What was, that? what was that one again? It's just gone out of my head. Baseball, Baseball slash softball. Baseball softball, yeah. yeah. Simon asked this um, beach volleyball Olympic sport. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. So if you, would, if you think beach volleyball, Simon, I think... I, I mean, I would definitely. I'm bad at volleyball. I'd watch. I no. not gonna lie. Think volleyball is a stupid game. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. Mate. Why are you hitting it like that? Do you God. hit it like that? It angers me. Like that. No, no, it's, like, it's like that. With your it angers me. That. It's hot. Why do you hit it three times? Yeah. Go straight back. Yeah. It's oh, only cool. It's it's really it. Simon. It's Simon loves volleyball. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Simon, but sorry. it's only cool when dogs play it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time it's Dog cool. volleyball, I would watch that. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Sport, more um, animal Olympics. Humans have to deal with their noses as well. Yeah, exactly. Actually, that would be kind of sick if volleyball, you know, we could only use your head. It be like then I'd actually probably watch it. That'd be kind of sick. Yeah, but then there's gonna be new guidelines when you have a tenor game and <laughs> all that stuff. Uh, and you'd be, be sunny with the there. nose circles because around. all the uh, all the players would, would leave the game with just blood pouring out of their nose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got a bit of cushioning on that front. Yeah, we just get a good uh, YouTube videos of people just getting smacked in the face with balls. It'd be it'd be fantastic. Be careful what you type. Uh, imagine the the compilations. Yes, brilliant. But uh, all right, round two of draft or whatever should we say? Oh, round yeah, two. Out the way. Mark, have you got another one? For I that? do, I, I do. Okay. Um, this is Olympic sport. sport. Um, kind of threw me off guard because I thought we were just saying one, but currently, thankfully, I had two. Curling. Oh, it was going to be on mine, you know, but I thought, you know what? I was like, it's probably a lot harder than it actually looks. So I'd be the guy with the brush. I wouldn't. No, I'd just. That's just you know just. Push oh, it, trap. just let it go, and then be like, I argue the, brush the heroes are the guys with the brooms. Just yeah, I was say, how much work do you actually have to do with the guy that like lets go of it? You just gotta get that speed. You just gotta line it up perfectly, and then just let it go. Drunk curling would be fun. Weight on it and everything like that. Simon said, drunk curling would be fun. That'd be fucking hard if you were drunk. Yeah, it'd be hard. I can't ice skate so bad, let alone. They don't use. Do they use? They don't use skates. They though, use. Though. I think no, they use those. No. They use special. They've got shoes. like special like shoes that basically oh, are quite slippery. Yeah. Um, well, they've got like enough grip on it that you can walk on it without falling over and everything. But you've got, I think the like the tips of the like where your toes are and stuff. It's got like a slippery kind of plate. Well, so if... when you are obviously going, you can kind of 
when they you uh, see him at the end where they've got they kind of knelt down but they're all sliding across the ice like, kind of like a reverse like yeah. Healy. Yeah, yeah yeah basically someone rolling with Healy's. I want to do curling now we need to get down a curling club boys I don't know if that's something but oh the old man know. one with the bowling bowls yeah. yeah it's a little bit different though yeah yeah yeah, but uh, oh, nice. that's a great shout. It's another team sport as well, so you can always you know back you know depend on teammates. Backup curler, exactly. Uh, I've got a Winter Olympics one, and it's bobsleigh. I was just thinking that because that guy in the middle does nothing. Push, just jump or in. Third. All you got to yeah. do is get the timing right, and then know the turn. Exactly. Like, you ain't got to like, steer, and you ain't got to like, have the risk of falling out the back. It's super easy. Uh, the Jamaicans did it with not much preparation. They we did. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a film. He got a lucky egg, though. Yeah, all of mine have gone on the fact that I can rely on my teammates to actually win the gold. <laughs> I missed that. I missed, I missed that as well. Incredible, incredible reference. <laughs> I said they got a lucky, lucky egg, though. <laughs> oh, nice. I've got, I've, got a fucking, I've got a sneeze stuck in my nose right now. Stunker, you're dead. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so bobsleigh. I think I think you can even get the gold in bobsleigh because you just got to count on the fact that the rest of your teammates are sick. The guy at the front and the back have got to be sick, and then the, like me and the other guy in the middle, I've just got to be able to do the timings. Just uh, curl up into a very small ball and lean easy. side to side. Easy bobsleigh. Yeah, I don't even. I just need a week. I wouldn't even need the four weeks. <laughs> Does that mean you know? I've got to get the Give me down. a week. <laughs> Give me my two Weetabix in the morning and a half an hour's preparation. Yeah, I think we could all meddle in bobsleigh. Yeah, no, uh, we, we, we are the, we, we'll one, be the team. One's just popped into my head. Um, on. I don't know if it's really a sport or not, but it's in the Olympics. Uh, skeet shooting. Oh, yeah. I was going to skeet shooting. If you're because... doing that for every day for four years, yeah, I you think you'd be really sick on the end. Yeah. I had uh, archery slash shooting on mine. Hey. Nice. They are technically two te- separate sports, but you're like clay pigeon. Yeah, that's the skeet, yeah. like that. Yeah. You just shoot the little disc, don't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Um I got another one for you, boys. I don't know Hang if you on. got sunshine. Well, I thought we were just discussing now that we've gone on to like shooting and stuff uh, like that. Go on, Ollie. Give I one. had um, oh, uh, surfing. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, that's, yeah. Four years prep, mate, right. I'm there. I went when I was in, down oh, to Cornwall when I was like Are you going to go to Cornwall oh. for four years every weekend or something? No, just if I'm... Did if you I'm, have a skateboard? In the, did I have a skateboard? No, uh, yeah. Little bits when I was younger, but not... not, <laughs> not any time. That might help you with that. No, that. no, I went I went down to Cornwall to St Ives uh, when I was about seven and learned to surf for a week, so I've got all the prep I need. You know, uh... That, Four years. You won me over there. You won me exactly. over there. Exactly. Exactly. Back it, I don't oh, know man. enough to challenge him. Oh, man. <laughs> that doesn't oh, sound man. right. But it... <laughs> nah. I'll train every day for four years. I'll be there. When, right. Where is the next Olympics? This one you actually have to do because we don't. Win it'll only have to, actually only be three years until the next Olympics. True. Well, well, the Olympics are running out. Simon said, <laughs> um, <laughs> "What about water polo?" Yeah, is that, is that what, what? What is water polo? Is that is that the one on the horses? It's basically no. 
It's on seahorses, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's basically handball in, in a swimming pool. Oh, yeah. really? It's knackering. It is very yeah. knackering. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's like handball in a pool. on holiday somewhere. Where is, the, where is that one called where you're on a horse and you got a... It's just polo. polo. Oh, oh right. right. Okay, you can polo. see my confusion there. Yeah, well, um, yeah. the next Olympics is in Paris, 2024. Oh, oh wow! Polo, you meant yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like Brisbane oh. after that, isn't it? I think so. Anyway, maybe. maybe. I've got um, Meals. I've got one, and it really depends on if you have to land or not. It's ski jumping. Oh, mm. I think you do have to land. It's terrifying. Yeah, but I think I could fully send it once. <laughs> and go pretty far. Do you know what? Oh, win the gold. Yeah, exactly. Like I think if I have three years training, I could maybe land, but I reckon I could just send myself off that thing with them skis. You know, just lean forward. And just think land, 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 land. Yeah. Stick the landing. Yeah. If you don't have to land, I could definitely land. <laughs> if you don't have to land, you just die. Yeah. Um ski jump is a, I think you just people see like Eddie the Eagle vibe. Oh um, nice. Yeah, and the only other one I've got is fencing. Because I think fencing is actually like just timing. What do you think? Uh -huh. And uh, yeah, I think fencing would be kind of easy. I think fencing you could get into Olympic standing in four years solidly training every day. I know people that do fencing. Yeah, well, we know someone that's Team yeah. GB fencing. and Do we? Oh, always do you? I'm not sure if he's proper Team GB, but Wait, he's... He He's uh, he's done a lot of stuff for Wales and for oh, yeah, GB, but not, I, don't, I don't think he ever did Olympics. Yeah, I mean, it's a piss, isn't it? Yeah, really. It's just There's... poking each other with little bits of metal, isn't it? Right, bear I with... think it needs to be sharper to make it more interesting. Though. Bear with me yeah, on this exactly. one. Fencing with proper swords. Yeah. I've got one. I don't know. I'm on the like official. Well, I don't know if you can see. No, you can't. It's fucking shit. I'm on the Olympic page, and I'm on all like looking at all the Olympics. Breaking is one. Break dancing. Yeah, break dancing. Yeah. Four years, I could do that. Oh yeah, but can you still? The rest of us couldn't. When yeah. I was younger and way more physically yeah. fit, yeah. I, yeah, I did. It was yeah, it was what I did. Yeah. Just put it out there. I could. You could have been four years. You're a good dancer. Shout out to Mark for his dancing skills. Yeah, you could have been there, Mark, if you carried yeah. on. My body is a bit old now, Simon. But four years of intense training, I can get my physic back fit. My body back up to where it should be. Be fine. Can you do windmill? I used to. I probably can't do now. It takes a lot of like momentum. Yeah, it's tough. Tough, but I, I could uh, do it. I could do it. Do, okay. do some small break dancing moves still like that don't require much energy. All right, yeah. All right, yeah. All right, I'd give, I'll give it to you. I'll give it, yeah. So I know you got your you got your uh, dancing background, but um, I've got one more on my list. Okay, one more. Uh, football. Football. No, football. Oh, I'm, I'm already good enough to break football. I would break my legs. So it's it's basically, yeah, football. It's uh, basically just indoor football really on a smaller kind of pitch. It's basically handball, handball sized pitch, but you don't use your hands, you use your feet still. That's what they yeah. play in the streets of like South America. Uh, like it's all about skills and stuff. Like, why yeah, there's mate. so many like Ronaldinho uh, South American players. Oh, sick. Like yeah, Neymar and shit. I reckon we'd already be, already all of us would be good enough to win and um, <laughs> to meddle in that. As a football, <laughs> <laughs> football, yeah, football, no. I'd back myself in the football more than the foot, so. 
Okay. Five aside, just, Simon and Go. Just be able to ping it from anywhere. The pitch is small enough. It hit it hard enough, mate. And do you remember that legend like inside football they used to do? Ma Masters football, I think used to call oh, it. That was, I, saw, I, I saw. I literally saw a poster about it earlier today. Bring it saying, back. I bring back Master Football. That was so sick. I, I it remember was. that. It does yeah. need to come back, to be fair. Oh, that was sick. All right, so that that's our Olympic chat. That's all we're doing for the Olympics for the rest of the Olympic special. Yeah. Done. 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 Yeah. This is how cool we are. Yeah. Uh, before we move on quickly though, um, big up Team GB for uh, what they've done so far. Though we have yeah, done some, we have some good, uh, some good gold medals so we far. Bailey finally getting a gold. Yeah, um, and the rest of us absolutely, absolutely goofing it in the rowing though. Oh yeah, silver in a triathlon, I think. Silver, silver, silver uh, prize. Yeah. Not easy. Silver in taekwondo. Yeah. Yes, yes. Or judo or something, I can't remember. Yeah, but like big up. Yeah, we've been we've been smashing it so far. I think we had the best start we've ever had at the Olympics. I think at some. Yeah, point. by this stage in the Olympics, yeah. we've never had more medals than we currently exactly. do. Oh, so, big up. We've got. And we still like proper, four, four, we got proper ones. We got proper medals swimming, like diving. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, the guy, the guy who did a uh, breaststroke, he's undefeated. Adam, Adam Peaty. Yeah, boy. undefeated. He he's got the top ten, like record times for doing that. He was chasing he his own world record. Time. Yeah, he was chasing video game leaderboard shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> 100%. But yeah. Simon, said, Simon said, USA is always on top. They said way too many people. Hashtag cheating. Yeah, are, they, are they on top? Are China not top? Or I think China were top, weren't they? Can I quick, also, I'd like to quickly say, how is how are Russia actually being punished by this whole RAC oh, they're thing? Not, they're not <laughs> representing Russia. They're representing well, that something must be that so is basically just Russia. Oh, well, it's and it's like the commentators are still calling them Russia. Yeah, man. Oh, we can't hear our national anthem. Damn, I've still got a gold medal. <laughs> yeah, well, they're going, <laughs> the Russian stupid. athlete, Dmitry Zekov, or whatever. So they're still calling them Russian and everything. They're not going... Was that a made-up name? Or... It was uh, yeah, if the they most qualified... Russian name I could think of. Ooh, Simon if just they sent us... for the World Cup, they won't be able to play as Russia, apparently. Simon just no, sent us the, uh, to football as well. the leadings. Oh, Versus China with 15 gold, 7 silver, 9 bronze, 31 total. Japan, 15, 4, 6, 25 total. United States, 14, 14, 10, 38 in total. ROC, which is Russia, 8, 11, 9, 28 in total. And then GB oh, in 6th, 5, 7, 6, 18 in total. Obviously yeah, gold, fair. silver, bronze. Not bad, that's six. I'll take six. The, um, the triathlon, yeah, definitely. The triathlon we got was Alex Yee came second in the men's triathlon. Um, something, so, there was a woman, something brown. She got second yeah. or third. Bermuda got their first ever gold. Yeah, that's nuts. That's nuts. Uh, fun fact for you about that Alex Yee kid, though. He's from Lewisham and he's a Palace fan. There's a photo of him as a kid running a tri running like a thing in a Palace shirt. So uh, big <laughs> automatically up, a fan. Yeah, so uh, Harry Kane used Palace to wear an Arsenal shirt. Olympic... Palace, kept... Palace have got an Olympic silver this summer. That's, that's... Oh, you reckon Alex Yee is going to play for Brighton soon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah, hundred percent. We got an Olympic silver, boys. I don't see, you know, Palace. We got Olympic silver. We, we, we'll not we'll laugh. Should, <laughs> should we have a look at the rest of the athletes that have won gold and see who they support? Most of them from Leeds. Only like, so only like, Leeds only like. Uh, <laughs> at the moment. Simon asks, who do we think's uh, in last place? Starts with an S. Um, 
What? Jesus Christ. Is it Suriname? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I was going to say, because of course, Sudan. San Marino. San Marino is always going to get last at anything they do. Every time we play football, it's like 9 0. Every time they play anyone. I swear we always end up in that group. Yeah, yeah they must want to play like a different big team for a change. No, no, it's just it's confidence boosting for the England team. <laughs> One result we're guaranteed every single time we play. I want to play like Andorra. No, or they cost the They're doing something. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's happening happen with a lot of sports with this whole Russian thing as well. Like uh, F1. Yeah, of course. Nikita yeah. Mazepin is uh, under RAF, as opposed to Russia. Doesn't have a flag next to his name or anything if he was to ever get on the podium or, or win a race there would be no nas- a Russian national anthem but he's currently driving for Hass so that's not going to happen Ra Ra Rasputin instead nah. <laughs> <laughs> right, should we get on to transfer news boys yeah let's yeah. well it's not uh, exciting stuff it's not much shit going on nowadays at the moment boys we hit that lull of like late July where there's not a lot going on in most sports to be honest it's a bit of a dry time for sports July I said uh, at the end of uh, last week's episode like, next week's going to be a lot more interesting for transfers I reckon a lot's going to happen within the next week and that's Nothing. the kind of insight love it but um, you know we'll start with your boys Ollie because um, it's just always fun isn't it uh, obviously, I keep drilling on about this. Uh, last time we talked about it, because it's basically done, Ben White signed, he's had his medical done yesterday. He is, it's not been officially announced, but he is an Arsenal player. Yeah, um, the medical was done, no issues with it. It's yeah. just the, taking the pictures of him in the, in the new kit and announcing it, really. Yeah, so that's good. Figured to look forward to seeing money, him. Yeah. Um, well, it's either we bring in Ben White or we're starting uh, Rob Holding next to Gabriel all, uh, all season. Yeah. Uh, ben White and Gabriel's not a bad little duo at centre back. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. That's why I'm glad we're getting Ben White in and not giving Rob Holding. Still got Hector Bella in it right back. Yeah. I, I am glad that uh, Rob Holding's finally decided to um, shave his head though because his head's been receding for a long, long time. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's not good, is he? But. Um... More interestingly for uh, Arsenal, they are interested in Lautaro Martinez from Inter Milan. Um, obviously, but they want like 90 something million euros, which is about r- roughly gets like 77 million pounds, I think, or something is what they want for him. Um, Bellerin could be part of the deal, but you're still going to have to cough up like 50 million yeah, on, top, on top of uh, Bellerin to get him. So I, I don't personally see it happening. I don't think we should we should go for it. I think we yeah, still need to get rid of Bellerin. I think we should just sell yeah. Bellerin. Um, but yeah, I don't really see the point in getting sort of spending that sort of amount of money to bring Martinez in. He is a really good player, and 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 the only but I guess the only way I can see that happening is if you sell a Lacazette, which you definitely yeah. should do. Well, we're we're listening uh, to offers for, for yeah. Lacazette, but that's the thing is he's, he's into his last year of contract now. Well, there aren't any. So it's basically we get rid of him this summer, um, or we probably risk losing him for free next summer. Yeah. Which is probably what's going to happen, isn't it? Losing Arsenal doing Arsenal things. Ooh. At least we're consistent. Yeah, refuse to sell players no matter the cost. Yeah. But, exactly. Uh, but that's about it for Arsenal. Like proper stuff. There was obviously the James Madison, but that's just been, I think, interest talks. But they want crazy money for him as well. Yeah, between sixty to seventy mil. Arsenal just won't do. We know this yeah. already. Well, I think that's why we're trying to incorporate someone like Maitland Niles into the deal or something like that, um, which 
try and soften the blow on the transfer budget, but yeah. Yeah, it's not really. It's just a bit. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I expect you will make a few more transfers before the yeah. season. Probably maybe one more, one or two more. Yeah, but... we're linked with a couple, a couple of people at the moment, um, but nothing of much seriousness. It seems like the Jacker deal is, is still on the cards. Apparently, they're just still in discussion about the fee. With who? Sorry. Uh, um, yeah. Roma, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's about it really for Arsenal. Hopefully we will see some more developments coming soon. Uh, Man United's getting a little bit more interesting, I guess. Varane is basically done. 35 million plus add-ons, which is crazy business. They've they've smashed it this summer. Um, yeah, I think his medical's done and everything like that. I think it just needs to be announced properly with like shirt and everything and then we're good. Which is uh, that back four, eh? Well, Charlie Austin wouldn't think so, but that's probably <laughs> one of the best back fours in the Premier League right now. With, uh, Shaw, Maguire, Varane, and Wambasaka slash Trippier, depending on if he comes in. I know that they he I know that Trippier wants that move. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if they can get that done. Uh, obviously, I don't know if you guys seen, but PSG have said that they are looking to move for Paul Pogba. Um, Sixty million is what Man United would want for him. Uh, obviously, you're taking a hit on the investment that you got in him, but that's you're going to do that if you're paying eighty million initially for him, aren't you? Yeah. Um, Pogba, yeah, United are expecting a deal from PSG, uh, offered uh, from PSG to come in before the window closes. What do you guys think about that? Pogba, I wouldn't mind seeing Pogba go. Seen, uh, uh, and a big come in and see what he can do. Seen pictures of uh, Pogba on social media, him FaceTiming Varane. And uh, there's been memes of uh, Pogba teaching Varane all the celebrations through FaceTime until the announcement's made and stuff for, for next season. But I was uh, thinking about it, I was a bit like, well, they're making these sort of jokes, but what happens if Pogba then does go to PSG? It'd be a stupid move from Pogba to leave United now. Yeah. yeah. I would love I would love for him to go purely so I can stop listening to pundits talk about that. Oh, but he's so good for France. If, oh, what's that? Yeah. To United. Every time he does something good, and then the rest of the time being like, oh, they need him to show up more. They need to show up more. It's been, what, five years of that now? Get it out, done with. Yeah. Get him off to PSG. Um, and then I only hear about him in the Champions League. I just think it's a stupid idea for Pogba to go now. Yeah. He's been at United this long, and now they've just signed Varane and, and Sancho are probably going to sign another good player. You can't, you can't leave what? now. This is the best you ever. This is the best you've been. Since I want him to go. I want yeah. him to go just because I think it's he's mugged United off over the last sort of probably two years. Um, so I do want him to go and then United become good because that would be really funny and PSG continue to do their Farmers League shit I would love that I'd love it yeah yeah. United have been bad long enough now where I don't care if they become good again yeah, I kind of <laughs> want United to come good again I now support I United in Manchester derbies yeah me but uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. We'll see what happens. I I would quite like to see Pogba go and then bring in someone else because their pull power, I think, now is going to be even better. They seem to have sort of figured out their transfer policy from what was shocking, you know, hmm. up in, in tw- you know, the mid-2010s, I guess you could say, their transfer policy has been terrible. Looks to have sort of figured itself out, I think, now. 
But yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, United are going to be good regardless if Pogba's there or not, I think, this season. Yeah, they're it should together and it was still coming into his own as a manager. Too. Yeah. He's, he's uh, grown a lot. Yeah, he's a good, people have been really slating him online at the moment, saying that he's the reason they won't win anything. And it's like, bro, he's put this team together. He, the, the, the players obviously like him and that does mean a lot. We've seen what happened, that, how far that could take you with the England team. You know, as long as you like the manager and get on and you understand, you respect him, that goes a long way. And he's not a bad coach, you know. I mean, maybe he lacks a bit of uh, tactical nous here and there, where, you know, like being able to change on the fly and that kind of thing. He'll pick maybe that up he as he goes that. That'll exactly. Come. Yeah, that'll come. Exactly, that'll come. And, uh, and he's a very much a manager that wants the best for United and not himself, in a way, if you know what I mean. So yeah. I... Uh, yeah, I think it would be stupid for United to get rid of Oli or anything like that. Um, especially now. Especially now. But, uh... they, they've been in a lot worse positions with, with Oli. Um, oh, yeah. So I think to get rid of him now yeah, would just be like, well, I'll get rid of him now when he's actually doing quite well. Yeah. Under like Van Haas, they lost who they were. As, as a, in the club, you can tell the culture had changed from obviously having Ferguson for so long. Oh, definitely. And now Ollie's, Ollie's bringing that back with like you know players like Rashford and Greenwood, McTominay, people like Signing that. Signing big names. It's showing. It's showing in their results as well, and the fans yeah. seem to be a lot happier as well. Right, rightly so. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, looking at this season, they've got a strong team. I know they're, they're still not happy with the Glazers in total, but um, you know they were investing in the club, man. They're buying good players. They're, they're going to be in it. I really do think United are going to be in it this year. They probably won't. I don't think they'll win the Premier League this year, but I think they'll be right in it till the end. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on to another team that'll be right in it till the end or a moving mad in the transfer market is Chelsea. They are, look to be basically signing Jules Conde from uh, Sevilla. Uh, he's a very good young centre-back. Um, it will see Kurt Zuma and Cash go the other way. Um, which I think is a good move for Kurt Zuma get into this get into the La Liga for Sevilla who have finished four back to back years in fourth in the La Liga. It's a great move for him. He could definitely tear it up over there. Um, and then maybe get a move to a bigger team uh, in another league. But um but yeah, I mean this is the same guy that was supposed to go to well, Tottenham had offered Davison Sanchez and twenty five million for him. Uh, Sevilla accepted it and then Kunde turned the deal down. Uh, rejected the move because he didn't want to go play for Tottenham. He wanted to play for a Champions League team and wanted to stay at Sevilla. A week later, he's accepted and he's very excited. He's reported to be joining Chelsea. They've just got to get the deal over the line, which is obviously, I put in the thing, it's basically William 2.0. Chelsea signing another player so another team don't get him, which is fantastic shithousery. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you guys know much about Jules Conde? Obviously, he played in the Europa League final last year. He was pretty decent, won it with uh, Sevilla against United. It was uh, Villarreal. Villarreal. Oh no, sorry. Villarreal played in the season before. Sorry, it was the season before that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know, know much, about much about him, but um, obviously it makes sense. People are obviously talking quite a lot about the fact that he turned down Tottenham because he wanted to stay and obviously do um, Champions League with Sevilla. But then obviously Chelsea come knocking. Why? Why would you say no? Obviously, he doesn't have a massive chance of winning the Champions League with. Uh, um, with Sevilla, but Chelsea are currently cha- Premier League, uh, Champions League champions. Which they, is what he wants. Exactly. So he's got a lot better of a chance of winning it at, uh, at Chelsea than staying at Sevilla. And obviously, 
or going to Tottenham and not being in the Champions League at all. So it makes perfect sense. Um, I don't think he deserves some of the criticism that people are trying to, that I've seen online over the last sort of day or two um, about it. But yeah. It's kind of an odd one because I was expecting the fact that they've just sold, obviously, Gay to us. They sold, um, well, getting rid of Zuma. They also got rid of Brian Gill. No, Brian Gill? no, that's the guy that's come to Tottenham. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about Chelsea, sorry, that people got oh, Chelsea right. with Mark Gay, uh, Kurt Zuma. They got rid of another defender as well, like Tamori, um, to AC Milan. And I thought, okay, that makes sense to me because I thought they were just building money to put forward for Haaland. But then I guess they're not. They're using that money to then fund buying another centre-back. But you've got three young, talented centre-backs already in your team that you've just sold. So it's kind of... It's a weird one. But I guess if he's really that good, then it's worth it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be like 80 million, I think, effectively, the deal. Jesus. Um, All together for him. So, yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting one. But another, even more interesting, is what I thought of the transfer is that... Tuchel has said that Loftus Cheeks is in his plan, is in his plan for next season to be playing in the team and that kind of thing, which it's, is uh, fantastic for it. Um, would be a great, little, great little box to box midfielder for him. Um, was fantastic when he played for us, but it's just if he can stay if fit, he, if he can stay fit and keep it together, he's very injury prone, very yeah. injury prone. Um, uh, Chelsea might be letting well, they're um, listening to offers for uh, Tammy Abraham in the region of 30 to 40 mil. Yeah, I've heard it's more likely 40. Yeah, well, obviously, Arsenal were interested, I think. They yeah, they wanted to loan. Like, um, I saw that Arsenal wanted to loan him for this season, but that's not what Chelsea want to do. No, well, he just needs to get off the Chelsea books now. Yeah, and he's just been kind of he should go West Ham. Yeah, he's just been thrown around the place. Arsenal would be a good move for him would be really good but um, West Ham would also be pretty good Um, but yeah Chelsea they're just doing bits man and maybe still going for Haaland who knows Uh, yeah uh, the interview with uh, Haaland when he was asked about the the price tag no Uh, they asked him about the 175 million pound price tag for him he said I hope that's not I hope uh, these are only rumours because 175 million is a lot for a player so He's obviously doesn't believe that he's worth that. I generally don't think he's worth 175 million. Um, maybe trying to lower his price to attract more clubs. Maybe, maybe. 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 No, but yeah, he's uh, clearly doesn't think he's worth that. Which I'm glad he's being honest. Mm. He's not worth 175 million. I don't think there's anyone out there that really is worth 175 at the moment. Regardless of what La Liga release clauses would have you believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very true. But, um, yeah, Chelsea, that's what they're doing. City, they're still on the hunt for Grealish and Harry Kane. Um, they, they really do want to sell Harry Kane. And Levy has greenlit it, but only to the tune of £160 million. Oh um, And just City have just said they have no intention of spending that kind of money. Like, that's it, fair. Um, and, and that's fair enough. And like they've said, they've also said they're ready to make Grealish a City player. They're set to make a 75 million bid this week. Um, but it is, it is believed that Villa are waiting for that 100 million, basically. That's their... Didn't their they offer him 200k a week? I've heard that they have offered him a contract of 200k a week. But then obviously, if you're going to City, it's going to be more looking like two... You're probably looking towards three. Well, Harry Kane is supposedly going to be offered 400 grand a week. 
So I imagine Jack Greaves will be offered quite a bit of money, like, you know, as well. But yeah, I I don't know, man. But these kind of these two things, it's just believe it when you see it, really, in it, because yeah, it could happen. Just as easy as it could happen, it's even more greater that it's not going to happen. Yeah, for both, for both, like realistically. I mean, the one I could see Grealish going over Harry Kane, which is 160 million, is just insane. Yeah, yeah. they're not going to do that. I could see said for a few weeks now that I think Grealish is the more realistic option this year and then potentially Hurricane next year if they can sort out some sort of agreement. Yeah. I think obviously with the fans coming back and everything, obviously clubs are going to be bringing in more money this year than they were last year and everything like that. So maybe the transfer market is going, going to be in a slightly better place next year where a team like City probably maybe would be spe- uh, looking to... Well, more open to spending that amount of money uh, compared to this year where they've obviously had to take a quite a big financial impact um, as is every team um, but yeah obviously hopefully they're probably going to try and drive that price down a bit with Harry Kane will have a, another, a, a year less on his contract than he does this year um, so yeah I think Greenwich this summer Harry Kane next summer yeah man definitely I think uh It'll be interesting to see what happens, but uh, to be honest, I'd rather they didn't because that's just going to make the league even worse for uh, everyone else trying to win. Do you know what I mean? I'd rather just have... I mean, Harry Kane, I don't mind. I don't mind one of them going. I just don't want both of them to go. Um, It'll be a fucking nightmare. But yeah. I mean, more importantly right now is what we all talk about is Liverpool, bro. Because you guys have got a few players going out the door, some contracts to extend. And... You're doing nothing, really, at the moment. Mate, it's just one of those things. I, I don't. Yeah, I haven't yeah. really seen anything happen, and it's. it's I'm, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait to see something happen first, and if good or bad, good or bad, it could be right. Official. We're not. We're not giving Henderson a contract. And I'll go, oh, for fuck's sake. That's when I'll go, oh, for fuck's sake. Rob, your situation is bad, though. Really, like it is quite. It, because you got all these players out, of, you know, you got Mane, Salah, all these players that you need to extend their contracts in. Uh, Trent, I think these players you've got to extend, right? Or Trent might have a long-term deal, actually. I don't. Yeah, I, don't Robert, I think no, Trent. Two, I think, think I Trent and Robbo signed longer contracts, right? I think. But anyway, you got a few players, obviously. You know, yeah. Uh, looking like Jordan Henderson's going to go. It's looking like Alto Chamberlain's going to go this year. Looks like Shakiri's going to go this year. Don't mind Shaq. Shaq can. Diva Origi might go this year. I don't mind Diva Origi going, um, but I would still not be mad if we got him like the rest of his career, basically. Yeah, you still got to replace Genie. Um, you got your backline's fine. You got Firmino, who's getting older. You you probably you probably can't sell him. I'm, I'm more annoyed that like I'm seeing all these big teams make these like go for these big names and just we're just not, not we're just not looking at these big yeah. names and we're like we are one of the biggest clubs up you there. You have got money, bro. Like, your, finan- your finances are fucked. You've got no money, boy. You have to sell to buy. I know we've got too much on. You literally have to sell to buy. Um, so that's why I don't know, bro. But if things don't go well, you guys could just become like the next Arsenal, the next Tottenham. Join us. Join us. <laughs> I genuinely could I don't know, like, there's because these clubs. I'd love it so I know, like, much. Liverpool fans have been going on about Mbappe. That is never happening. Bro. I know, I know. You, I could, know. you couldn't afford his wages, which is crazy. Like, it's just one of those things. You need to seal down. That's my problem as well. FSG need to they don't care, sort it out. Um, I've seen they want Adama Traore. 
That wouldn't be bad. I wouldn't be annoyed at that. It wouldn't be bad, but then again, you need a Firmino replacement, not a, a winger well, replacement. Well, Jota, Jota. Jota is there, but I wouldn't say he's a Firmino replacement. No. He's way more focused on that goal, whereas Firmino is more of like, you know, the set player. He feeds the wingers. He tracks back a bit and he sort of organises that. He connects the mid to the front almost. Where Jota is, he'll power through. He wants yeah. to go straight forward. I wonder if you should have sold Mane this year. I want yep. that too. Splashed out, just gone, fuck it. Just get, you yeah, know, one one one. or Salah. Yeah. And then start the kids. rebuilding. We did it with Coutinho. Yeah. We banged yeah, it. it. We banged out 140, what, 142 million from Coutinho to Barcelona. And then we got like Van Dyke and got a couple players. And it was, it was like fucking rolling. Now it's a bit. Because yeah. mm, you can't lose. Henderson and Oxley Chamberlain. If you've already lost Genie Wijnaldum, your midfield is so thin. Then yeah, hundred percent. Then we've got like um, like Curtis Jones, like who is okay a talent, he's a but oh, yeah, not yeah, yeah. he's not well seasoned at all. Selling Coutinho is what won you the title, and I think you yeah, it could do it again if you sell just a Salah or you got to sell Mane, man. You got to sell Mane. Well, clearly, clearly something is happening. No, not at all. Well, clearly something is happening behind doors. And and to be honest, like I'm not focusing too much until I know something is ha- something will happen because there's just so much speculation, so much like if buts and maybes that would just make me think the wrong thing. So it, it, like for this for now, it's like, I'll wait and see what actually happens, and then I'll be pissed off, or then I'll be happy. Who knows? I'm quite. I, I am. If I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be kind of. I would be kind of worried. I am kind of worried, but at the same yeah. time, like, I don't know what's actually gonna happen. So, we just no, gotta wait and see with that with that situation until like we haven't made like we haven't really done much, but which is worrying. But at the same time, not a lot has happened to inhibit our performance as well. We still got the same players. We just haven't got Genie. Well, yeah, but you also have these players that are running out of contracts ASAP, and a lot of them aren't. Like you've got players like Firmino that you couldn't sell to make money. Probably not, no. Like, and, and if you were going to do that, you should have done that probably a couple of years ago. Like, you haven't. What was so impressive about Liverpool was getting good players like your Suarez's and your Coutinho's, having them for a good years, building a reputation for players to want to come play, then selling them off for a boatload to, to then be able to reinvest back into the team. But because you've won the Premier League and the Champions League, FFG has just stopped that cycle that you know that is that leads to continuous. It was it was working in terms of that growth yeah. as well. You see Chelsea and you see City; these they just turn over players like it's nothing. Do you know what I mean? They, yeah. That's how they. That's how you stay winning. Um, and you see Chelsea and City are the most, the two most winning teams of the last decade, yeah. English teams of the last decade. And I think that, I think FSG have just rested on their laurels a bit and they haven't, they've just gotten a bit lazy, maybe, because the recruitment's not there. Being too comfortable yeah. winning. Yeah, there's so many players. Like, how have you not, how, is, how are Liverpool not in a bit? Like, I know it's not, but like, even in the 35 million for Varane, I'm sorry. But that's crazy. I mean, like you got like players like Andre Silva from AC from AC Milan, who had a great year last year. Went to I can't remember who he's gone to, but for 19 million. All I'm like, all I'm seeing is, all I'm seeing is like random Facebook links, like oh Liverpool yeah. have inquired about such and such. I'm like who? You guys definitely, I'm sure there, there's no excuse for why Liverpool have not jumped on the fact that Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Juventus are hurting money wise right now and need to sell players. Yeah, I, I don't get it either. Liverpool have not jumped on that. I guarantee if you had called. 
Real Madrid about like Vinicius Junior or someone like that, you could have intrigued them with something. 100% because yeah. they've got to move players. Play a money swap like or something. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's just, they just haven't done it. They've just been just stagnant. Relying just on stagnant. What they have yeah. it's, it's, stagnant. It is annoying that we haven't put like some we haven't done something like we've done like simple deals like um john mcginn and jared bowen like come on they're decent players but they're not they're on. not big names they're not these sancho's the, yeah, like, yeah. Do you know what i mean they're not varan like not your kai havertz you know what i mean no. they're not these players that cost the big that, that actually are game premium players at yeah. and they're not premium we haven't done anything with premium players and i think if you're it's a club, like a throwback to the days when liverpool were signing you know paul Kincheski and Charlie Adam, Andy Carroll, Ricky Lambert. Ricky Lambert, yeah, Adam Lallana. Although Lallana was actually quite good. Lallana was decent, yeah, but I think everyone, he was underrated. I think he came and went quite quickly, Lallana, in terms of his prime. He got an injury that sort of knocked him on his ass. Anyway, it's worrying. It's very worrying. Liverpool's interesting because there's nothing, it is the problem. Like, there's nothing going on, so it's a bit like. What the fuck is happening? So Join us that's why I'm that's why I'm a bit like night. I'll wait until something happens. I'll wait until something happens. But but it'll be interesting to see what happens. It really yeah. will be. I think this next season will be will be very good. I think. I know. I feel like we say that every single year. This and then season, City just dominate, and yeah. everyone else just does. And then one team, one of those big four, just flops, and one team gets away with it. Like it, it will be one. I was saying this to Ollie. It will be one of Chelsea, United, City, and Liverpool will flop this season and will not do as well as they should have. It just Liverpool, Liverpool. Um, it was kind of them last year. Could they Almost. We finished third. I'm just out of those four. I think it was considering yeah, yeah. like the expectation they had. Yeah, and the fact that Chelsea still uh, came fourth, but obviously won Champions League. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, just before we move on, um, I just want to go slightly back to City. Alf, you mentioned yesterday about City um, get offering Edison a, a seven-year contract. Was seven it? Contract that, yeah. <laughs> I just thought I'd bring that up because that is a pretty yeah. mad contract. You don't see seven-year contracts these days. But he's a keeper. I think it's a bit like he's a bit different than it. This is he's a keeper, and he is bloody good. Like yeah, hundred um, percent. But I think it's seven years because yeah, a, a long time. Very yeah. long time. He's probably just happy, comfortable, knows what he's doing. Is is yeah. one of those players who would go look if a better player comes in, they can they can start. I'll finish my career here. Run out of money. Yeah, to. he's like I'm running fucking shitload, mate. Like oh, yeah. it's fine. I'll sit on the bench. Really something, something not to worry about, and put on the back burner. Yeah, and have to worry about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then you just got you know you're not yeah. How old is he? Uh, he is uh, actually you know he's 27. So. By the time this contract runs out, he'll be 34. That's still pretty decent for a keeper. For a keeper, but yeah. He's still especially. got a few more years in him after that anyway. Yeah, so, for sure. I'm, I'm I'm keepers go till what, mid to late 30s anyway, a lot of them. Yeah. Unless so you're just, um, Van der Sar, who didn't get good till he was like 35. <laughs> and, then, and then became like one of the best oh, keepers. No, he was always good. He just wasn't playing in England. Okay, yeah, so that's better. But he played his best football when he was like... Over 35, and he played for Man yeah. United in like 30 yeah. and 42 or 35 and 42 or whatever it was. Um, who just smashed it, but also like, let's move on to a team that is smashing it in the transfer window, boys. It's your own Crystal Palace. We're making bits, moves, I mean, we, bits. we have to make moves because we have got no players, but we are making moves. We've just signed, um, obviously, we signed um, H, one of your lads, Michael Wallace, for uh, for eight million. You signed Ollie's oh. yeah. He's so good. He's so good of a team. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking baller. 
Uh, yeah, we signed Olise. Um, we signed for eight million, Mark. We signed him for eight million. Um, I'm going to enjoy watching next, him. Next. Yeah, we signed Mark oh. Gay from uh, Chelsea for about 20, I think, all in together, which is another young centre-back. And then we just signed Joachim Anderson for about, I think it was 15 million from Lyon. And today, uh, it's not officially been reported yet, but it is signed and done. We've got uh, Conor Gallagher on loan from Chelsea for the season. Um, oh. And we expect there should be another defender, another winger, and a striker coming in. Is what Jesus. Come on. on the back. Go on, Palace. So, Big up, Steve Parrish. Big up. Yeah, Steve Parrish is doing good. Yeah. A lot of... A lot of what now comes in, I think, is probably going to be more loan deals as opposed to signings. Because well, I think you guys have spent a fair... Well, for, for Palace's budget, I think you've probably spent a fair amount of it already. Spent 50 million. We have yeah. apparently 80 million, is what he said. Okay. To spend. So we have 30 million left. So I think we'll have two more signings and maybe a loan out of that. Um, spend it on a striker. But yeah, I think, well, we've offered 15 million for um, Odson Edouard from Celtic. Um, but they want more closer to 20. So I don't know if anything, I don't, I haven't heard of a 20 million bid being put forward, but um, I would take it. I, I, I would definitely bid 20 million for him. The only, I, I'm loving this. But the only problem is I'm a bit worried about, we still have, um, you know, very experienced players in this team that have been from the team for a long time as like the spine of the team. But I still am a little bit worried about bringing a lot of fresh faces that don't have a long time to get adjusted together that then are thrown into the Premier League. Especially yeah. our first five matches. I think in our first five matches, we played Chelsea, Arsenal and Liverpool, I want to say, in our first five. Um, so I, we're going to have a tough start. And I do really do believe we are going to be in the relegation battle. If we get relegated, that is still something different. But I'm a mix. I'm a mix of uh, a mixture of excited and um, anxious. I'm not gonna lie, boys, because uh, it could go really well. It could go. It could go tits up. But we are signing good young players. That if worst comes to worst, we can flip them for a hell of a lot more if they play well. Yeah. Um, I think it's gonna be really interesting to watch Palace next season. Yeah. You, you're gonna get some now. You're gonna get some, some interesting young ballers coming. Yeah. Like exciting. Players. Have a spunky like, team. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I think regardless of what happens, I think you're going to enjoy next season as a Palace fan, just to watch basically yeah. to watch a new team come into it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because we've got to potentially two start new starting centre backs here, a starting centre midfielder. You know, we've got Olise who's got a slight knock, so I don't think he's start, but we knew that when we bought him. So I'm thinking he probably won't play for the first like you know three four weeks. Um, you've got Eze who's already out of a boot walking around doing um like water recovery and stuff like that from his achilles injury which um no one would said you know he was supposed to, he should still be in a boot is what is what by the timetable people had when he had the initial injury so that's looking up you know he's not wearing a boot he's walking around normal and stuff like that so that so that's looking up hopefully he could be back by christmas so you know i love yeah. it's gone from as not being out from the whole season to as a back by christmas oh yeah but that's how it always goes with these injuries isn't it assume the worst yeah, especially Achilles injuries and stuff like that. But you know, well, when did uh, he get injured? It was in tra uh, It was training, like I think it was in training, like before the Arsenal game. Yeah, like, when was one that? The last, one of the last games of the season. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, people overplay injuries all the time and that kind of thing. And with recovery and 
and sports science. Now, you remember ACL tears used to be the worst thing that could ever happen to a to an athlete. Now, they could get over them in, in within a season and get back playing. Do you know what I mean? Like huh. with with recovery yeah. in sports, the way it's gone, like it's getting so much better, and players are recovering so much quicker from injuries. So hopefully, we'll see Eze out there ASAP. Basically, that'd be nice. good. But yeah. but that's ASAP. it. That's all I've got for uh, transfer news because uh, there's not much going on, boys. So that is no, this time next week. This time next week. Yeah, yeah. this time next week. Well, that's the end of the show because we are done. We've done. We've got through our our news. We've got through our Olympic stuff. We are, you know, watch out for us in three years' time. We will be at the Olympics, either in the bobsleigh, the handball, the archery, or a frog. All of the above. Break dancing. See Mark break dancing. dancing. Yeah. So just keep an eye out. You might see us there. So. But uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow. We know we're on Spotify, Instagram, YouTube, Apple Music, Facebook. We're everywhere. All of that. Footy Fetish or Footy Fetish Podcast. And just, yeah, give us a follow. Watch our stuff. Download stuff. Why not? We're good entertainment uh, while you're doing basically nothing. But, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. I don't... Well, well, we'll see you next week for an episode. Not 100% sure what we're doing yet, but we will be doing an episode next week. So uh, take it easy, everyone. And uh, thanks for joining me today, boys. Great. Right.